0: All right, started this earlier and I didn't have any sound, but now we've got sound, we're live, we're here, we're ready. So today we're going to talk about, are you sad? Are you depressed? Where is my joy? That's what we want to talk about here. Where's my joy? And what triggered this is I got up this morning and I had trouble getting out of bed. And the last couple, honestly, the last few days have been kind of like that. Maybe the last couple of weeks, I'm just like, oh, the bed is so nice. What do I really have to do anyway i 'm just going to be working at home i mean i 've got this whole dialogue that 's going on, but this morning I asked myself a different kind of question I said what 's going on here like what if i 'm depressed? I asked myself, and I happen to know a little bit about depression so let's let 's just talk about depression. Sorry, my dog 's scratching himself it 's a little noisy so depression is a is not like, isn't like prolonged sadness. Depression is, well, it could be prolonged sadness, but it's something that's diagnosable, it's ongoing, it's something, it's like your brain has gotten stuck in a certain place, chemically and emotionally. You just can't, no matter how hard you try, you just can't seem to get out of it. It, And it's, it's characterized by a loss of interest or pleasure in most activities. And it has to go on for at least two weeks. It has to be at least two weeks of sort of loss of pleasure in most activities. Now, I can't say that I've had a loss of pleasure in most activities. I really like ice cream. It might be a symptom of depression if you really like ice cream, but it might be really healthy. But that loss of interest for at least two weeks has got to be accompanied by five other symptoms, including the following. Change in sleep, either difficulty falling asleep or sleeping too much. Well. I'm, I've been sleeping a lot more the last couple of days but not for the last two weeks. Um, a decrease in energy or feelings of fatigue daily. No, that's not going on. Change in appetite or weight. Gaining weight, losing weight, overeating or eating much less. No, not really happening. Feelings of guilt or worthlessness. Mm, no guilt. Maybe a quite occasional worthlessness here and there. But that might just be feeling una- ineffective. Difficulty concentrating, no problems there. Slow phys- physical movements or unintentional, purposeless m- movements that are noticeable by others, nope, not going on. Recurrent thoughts of suicide, not even close. So, not only do you have to have, ha- have two weeks of like no in- loss of interest or pleasure in almost all activities, but it needs to be accompanied by at least five of these other things that I just listed for you. And I can't even really pin one. So, I know. I'm not depressed. And so, by the way, if you are experiencing for at least two weeks, a loss of interest, and you have these five of these other things, problems with sleep, decrease in energy, change in appetite, feelings of guilt and worthlessness, difficulty concentrating, slow physical movements, uh, or recurrent thoughts of suicide, then I suggest you reach out to someone for help immediately. I mean, you can uh, like direct message me or call me or email me, rich at richinrelationship.com. I'm not a going to diagnose medication for you but i can certainly help you find someone who can work with you uh, w- i'm willing to talk to you and help you having you know people in my family who've been there and haven't been there myself i understand this completely all right but the point is that i am not experiencing depression so the next thing i had to ask myself is all right maybe i'm just sad maybe i'm just sad and I'm trying to think, is there anything that specifically that's happened? I said, well, I'm very sad about COVID. Well, I am sad about COVID. I'm more sad about sort of the warfare that's going on, the ideological warfare that's going on in our country that's gonna be resolved, we hope. But it won't be resolved in the next election. Everyone thinks in the next election that if their candidate gets into office, that the problems in our country, the warfare in our country will stop. But the fact is that we have, a country that's forgotten how to talk to itself. And so when there's disagreement, we just go, well, I'm right and you're wrong. Instead of talking and hearing what the other side has to offer and hearing the strengths or maybe the qualities that the other side has that actually might even be right. It might be not be completely right, but there might be pieces of it. You know, When there's two opposing sides, when there's conflict, there's always room to learn. So no, I'm sad that we are not talking well in this country, but there's hope that we will work through it because we always have in the past. What else might I be sad about? I could be sad about, I could be sad about not seeing people much in person. That might be a real and enduring sadness, uh, but not enough to be having the experience that I'm having. So I decided that since I wasn't really sad and I wasn't really depressed, Maybe what I was experiencing was a form of low-level grief or mourning. So then I started to run through my mind. What are the things that I might be grieving? And by the way, if, you know, if you're questioning yourself and you're not depressed and you don't really have anything to be sad about, this is kind of a checklist I'm giving you. So let's just go back to sad for a second. If you are experiencing sadness and there is something that you're sad about, allow yourself to have the feeling. So I allowed myself to have the, the little bit of sadness that I have for our nation, I allowed myself to have a little bit of sadness over the loss of loved ones over recent years. I haven't lost anyone to COVID, unfortunately, but I allowed myself to have those feelings. So next I went to mourning, uh, and we're gonna go through this together, so fear not. Next I went to mourning, what can I possibly be mourning? Oh, you know, I really miss having a business. I really, uh, I mean, I had a business in my life not that long ago where I worked with 15, 16, 17, sometimes 20 people. And I loved having all those people around me, and I loved the interaction, and I loved the opportunity to help people, and I loved the challenges of it. Um, and it, it demanded so much of me. I, I have mourned that and still grieve that to some extent. I've lost people that I love over the last year for one reason or another. And I have, am still on some level mourning that when you lose someone that you love and care for, there is a sense of mourning that comes with it. I lost my home several months ago to a fire. Well, it's didn't lose it, but it's it's in the process of being rebuilt right now. And um, that takes uh, it takes a lot of energy. And when you leave your home, that is a major changer in life. You know, the top three stressors are death of a loved one, loss of uh moving, and divorce. Those are the top three stressors. So they were, you know, I, I cycled through all those feelings then I thought all right, but I can't just lie around in bed And I honestly I wasn't there that long So we're talking about maybe 20 minutes of reflection here I can't just lie around in bed all day because I'm sad or mourning or grieving because I've got like a life and so That sort of led me to the next step. So once you've had the feeling once you've been in the experience The next step is to move on to gratitude. And I started thinking about all the things that I'm grateful for. What are some of the things that I'm grateful for? I'm grateful that even though I'm not in my home, I'm in a home. I have a roof over my head. I'm grateful that I eat well. I'm grateful that I'm in good physical health and good physical condition. I'm grateful for the health and well-being of my family. I'm grateful for my spouse. I love and who I'm we're constantly working and evolving our relationship together I'm grateful for the work that I do with other people which brings me to sort of a sense of mission and purpose you know my personal mission and purpose is to help people who are in conflict so that they come through the conflict to communication and understanding and they uplift themselves and their children and build resilience in their lives that's my personal mission and purpose. And I get so excited when I can do that. And I have some client calls today that I got to look forward to. So I was looking forward to those client calls. That was so cool. And I had those client calls and you can see my whole energy has changed, right? Like I got to have those client calls and it just shifted everything for me, but this is all in bed that I'm running through this in my mind. So you know, if you wake up feeling like a little, your energy is a little low, you're dragging, first you go through the checklist. Am I depressed? Have I got two weeks? No. If I am depressed, all right, got to get help with that. Because if you're depressed, this checklist isn't going to help you. This is a checklist for people who are maybe feeling a little sad or dragging a little or lacking motivation. Then go through all the areas that you might possibly have sadness over. Then go through any area that you might have Like grieving over, grieving is a deeper form of sadness. I'm just reiterating what I said before. And then once you've identified those things and allowed yourself to feel them, then you're on the road back to joy. And joy is not necessarily happiness, right? So when we're happy, we're not under stress. So I can tell you with absolute certainty that I have gone through moments of unhappiness because I've been under some stress. I mean, my house fire moved dealing with contractors a lot of stress coming in but i have for the most part had joy i have had my faith my faith that i am cared for and loved by a higher power i've had my faith if higher power is not your thing i've had my faith in a future that my wife and i are building together with our family i've had my faith and confidence that even though this nation is going through troubles and struggles that we will come through because we are strong we are resilient i have my faith in my own community which is often challenged that people will do the right thing and make the right choices and that as a group we will always no matter what our differences are do what's best for our children and the well-being of our families the faith and the confidence and then being in touch with that sense of mission and purpose having that gratitude these are the things that got my butt out of bed and into a joyful space and I got to tell you, from when I first started, I was kind of like, oh, to now where I can give you this message with some confidence and with some excitement, that was a big energetic change. And that's reinforced by habits. So there are certain habits that are in my life that keep that going. One of them, there's a, I have a habit of gratitude. I have a habit of focusing on mission and purpose. I have a habit of allowing myself feelings. I have a habit of exercising which I actually, because I spent so much time dragging my butt out of bed, still need to do. I started to and realized, oh my God, I'm not on, I'm not on schedule. But I'm gonna have, I have a habit of being on time. So I set that down and then I'm on time. And I will get back into that exercise thing this afternoon because I, I love the endorphins from the exercise. Uh, I love the way I, I feel when I'm exercising. I have a habit of doing these Facebook Lives at least every other week, if not every week. And so here I am. And I know when I do the Facebook Lives, if I come on and say, you know, I don't know if I'm sad or depressed today and my energy's like that. It's not gonna work for you and it's not gonna work for me. And because I'm on mission and I'm on purpose and because I have these habits in my life, those moments of sadness are okay. And so what I'm encouraging you to do is I'm encouraging us all to take a look at how we're feeling and be all right with it. Don't be in denial about the feeling Give yourself room to explore it. If it means shifting one thing to spend a little extra time having that feeling, then by all means do it and go through the checklist. Am I depressed? No, by the way, the great thing about going through the checklist is once you realize you're not depressed, it's like, well, thank God for that. So now you're on the road to gratitude. Am I sad? And when you start to look at the things that make you sad, you know those are the things that bring you back to what you stand for in life. Because if you're sad about something, it's because something is happening that's in opposition to how you feel life should be, how you believe. Uh, Maybe it's a principle, you know, what I was telling you about the way that we're all talking to each other in this nation and the the difficulty that we seem to have communicating as exemplified by the first presidential debate, which I would not pin on either of those candidates, but both of them, that dynamic they created it. They created it together. I'm not saying that one wasn't more aggressive than the other, but they are both complicit in the kind of dialogue that they had. The fact that we are having that kind of dialogue politically, you know, is sad. It's really sad. And gratefully, they did better down the line. So that awareness of what's making me sad, that awareness of what I'm mourning, what that brings us to gratitude. Now we could hang out in sadness and mourning if we wanted to, but that's not where we want to hang out. So, what if you're having trouble? bumping yourself out of that sadness. What if you're going through that checklist, I'm not depressed, oh, I'm sad, here are the things things I'm grieving and I'm sad about. How do you jump yourself out of that spot? A tool, and you need to use this very carefully and judiciously, is actually just a sprinkle of anger. And it's not so much anger at other people. It's really easy to get angry at other people and get sucked into blame. And that's why you need to say you need to be careful with this. But it's a little bit of self-anger, actually. So there I was going through my list and I sort of got to, wow, yeah, I'm sad about these things and I'm grieving these changes. And, but I, you know what? I want to get back in my house and I'm not going to get back in my house if I stay in bed. And I want to make a difference politically. And I'm not going to make a difference if I stay in bed. And so it's like a little bit of self-talk, you know, and that kind of anger, that's going to work. Just a little angry self-talk, you know, just reminding yourself that lolling around in that stuff for too long is not going to get the job done. So it's a balance. There's a balance between giving yourself permission to be sad and taking action or another way we, to put it would be, there's a line between permission to experience our feelings and entitlement. And what I mean by that is, we can give ourselves permission to have our feelings, but if those feelings envelop us, then we've become entitled, oh, I'm just gonna be so sad. The the difference between the two would be giving ourselves permission would be, I'm gonna have this experience for this much time. And while I have it, I'm gonna allow myself to have it deeply and completely. But there's gonna be a limit to it. Entitlement would be, I'm gonna loll around in these feelings and there's no time limit on it. And I don't care how destructive it is to the rest of my life. So on the one hand you have, I'm gonna give myself permission to have the feeling because I need to be complete with it. And I'm gonna allow this to, destroy a little bit of my life, but I can restore it later on. So in my case, it was, I'm not going to exercise this morning, I'm going to exercise in the afternoon, or there's no time limit. I'm just going to loll around it endlessly. And the no time limit approach is by the way, how we move towards conditions like depression, because those experiences can get longer and longer and longer. So we want to be very careful about when we're dealing with sadness, time limit, no time limit, or when we're dealing with anger, how are we directing it? Are we using it as blame? Or are we using it as a trigger? Or are we using it as a lash against ourselves endlessly? Right? We want to watch out for that. So there's a place for these feelings. These feelings are necessary. We wouldn't have this capacity if we didn't need them. But how we use them is really important. And if we use them judiciously and carefully, we can go back to joy, which is knowing that everything's going to be OK, even if I'm under stress. or joy combined with happiness. I'm not, under, I'm not under stress and I'm happy and I'm joyful because I know everything's going to be okay. Joy is based in our confidence in a future. Happiness is based in a less stressful experience. All right, so this is probably not going to be a super long one. Uh, I'm going to encourage you to reach out. And actually, I, I have an event coming up that is on November 14th at 5 30 p.m. That's a Saturday that may help you if you're in a married relationship or if you're in a partnership of some kind and you're a little anxious about the holidays, it's uh, an event to help you get on the same page. And it's fun. Also, it's called turn your turkey turmoil, turmoil into a turkey trot. Turkey trot is a dance and it's a, joint venture with Dance Together NYC and Rich in Relationship. And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna have people do some dancing and then we're gonna process what the experience was like and strategize, do some dancing, process and strategize. And so it's an experiential, it's experiential coaching. You get to experience what it's like working together because dance is all about working together. And then you get to talk about what was good, what was bad, what was missing, and then apply it to your life, super cool. If you're interested in this event, go to bit.ly forward slash choose to trot, all one word, C-H-O-O-S-E-T-O-T-R-O-T, choose to trot, bit.ly forward slash choose to trot, and you can register there. There's uh, like an early registration. If you if you register before, I think it's Halloween, it's $25 for a couple. Post-Halloween, it's $35 for a couple totally worthwhile experience and completely virtual so we're only allowing because it's virtual we're only allowing 15 couples we've already got couples signing up so get in there soon and it's going to be awesome we're going to have a lot of fun and plus you're going to walk into thanksgiving whether you're doing your thanksgiving virtually or whether you're having people over you're going to walk into it on the same page and joyfully Right, because you're going to know where you're going. Joy is, I know where I'm going. I'm confident that I can get there, regardless of what comes up. And it's also part of resilience building. Okay. With that, I'm going to say have an awesome, awesome weekend and thank you.